Hello, I'm Isabellen, and it's season two. This season, I'm doing things different, or the same, or who knows. But there's bound to be adult content and adult subjects, so watch for the show titles and be prepared for pretty much anything. Welcome. Hey friends, I just wanted to let you know you may or may not have heard this episode before. It's a replay from season one. Enjoy. Welcome people of all kinds. So today I am having a rather interesting discussion with Miss Ellen here. And she has quite a few questions for me. And there, there, is, there are quite a few things that I actually want to talk about myself. And get out there, you know. Uh, I just consider it a PSA or what have you. Just a little bit of... There's my occasion right there, tell you what, boy. You know, so it's uh, it's just a nice little bit of an open conversation. And hopefully some of this information and advice can help you all. So, Ellen, take it away. Hi, I'm Isabellen of Isabellen Writes. And um, the handyman and I are going to have a conversation about BDSM, Dominant Submissive Introductions. We'll just call this 101, Class 101. Where to start? What do you think? I am not an educator or a doctor or a professional in any way, shape, or form. I just want to put that in here when I say Class BDSM 101. I don't mean in any kind of formal way i'm i'm kind of joking a little bit there are just some basic questions about sex and interaction in the dominant submissive realm that i have been exploring for a while and uh thought maybe i should take that theme with the handyman and go a little bit deeper and i'm very glad and honored that you are joining in and taking part of this conversation by asking some questions that we could pull out of the mailbag and respond to that's right ladies and gentlemen we are real people a part of the actual community answering real burning questions so yeah where do you wanted to um and i have questions too because mm-hmm. Uh, I, people, one of the, the first things you get is like, how long have you been in the lifestyle? (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know really. I guess that question tends to relate to, um, like community being within the BDSM community, going to what's it called a munch Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, where other people of like-minded kinks and fetishes gather and being invited and getting into that kind of situ- that kind of group. And I guess that's what they mean. But really, I don't even know what that question, how long have you been within the lifestyle? And especially, and I've, I've seen people, a lot of people, women especially, they'll be like, I'm a newbie. And I don't know what that means either. So what, do, you know, are you just beginning to explore your sexuality are you just beginning to um so i kind of wanted to ask you what do you so as a content creator on um different platforms and stuff what how would you answer that question how long have you been in the lifestyle handyman well i guess i guess the best (coughs) oh jeez the best way that i could answer that question is whenever i started getting curious about it i suppose because whenever you start doing stuff and learning about it, especially if you find that you really want to be a part of it and this thing's true to you, I think 
once you have decided that that is your community, I think once you have decided that that is the path that you want to take or the group that you belong to, I think then <clears throat> that is a good mile marker, I suppose, uh, to cross that threshold. Because you don't technically have to go to, you know, community events or, uh, you know, be official or be trained and stuff. I mean, it's cool <laughs> to have that officiality, uh, you know, to go to the munches that you said or uh, to go to... Uh, you know, dom education areas or, you know, sub-training uh, things. And that is great. That is fantastic. But I think as long as you are doing everything you can to do right by every partner you're with uh, all the time, then I don't really think you need to, like... There, there's, there's no necessity to have to have it official. But, yeah, to just answer that question, I think it's... Once you've decided, like, yeah, this is this is my shit... And it's been, jeez, uh, what? Maybe four or five years, I think. Yeah, yeah four or five years would be. So um, we talked, you know, there are different ways. I guess then from with that answer, I'm just going to approach it in terms of um, personal sexuality and relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it, it basically is as in a way that you can, uh, a way that you can um, establish your relationship boundaries and communication. We'll just go from there. So what, what, what would that mean to you? If you um, were introducing a new partner, what would that, the basics of, of um, that once you like somebody and you you've um and you care about them and you kind of want to move it into this kind of direction as to what you like in the bedroom and what you <clears throat> like in life or how would you introduce that conversation okay <clears throat> um and and this is assuming that you met somebody who is also like a part of the community well how do you know that's one a lot that is a lot of um if young women are not, if you're not going to, there are different places where you can meet like a, a dominant person where they say, yes, I'm a dominant. Yes, I'm a top. Yes, I'm this. Yes, I'm that. You don't know until you've had that conversation, if you interacted with them and really, you know, had so. But there are places online you can do that. And then there are places, um, groups and different, all kinds of, I'm sure if you just looked in is Craigslist a thing, but there's still, you know, where you can meet people like that, but you, that's not in general how people meet, you know, it's not how you get to know, you know, I, I did, I did a little online, online dating. And when I was going to a couple, um, there are actually specific sites out there with BDSM kind of themes. And when you meet that way, the first thing they want to know, I think I told you is your kinks. Yeah. And how submissive are you? And all these other questions. And that's not how, how the real world works. No. You don't have that. That's not your first conversation at the bar when you meet somebody. Yes. Yeah. Do you like to be tied up in the bedroom? You don't, you know, it's not. <laughs> yeah. 
I, so what even if you had somebody who listens to you who's begun to and really enjoys your audios and the things that you do in your audios and they're like oh man this really this this means this resonates with me just to use that word quote unquote this really oh this turns me on i really like this i want this type of partner in the bedroom you don't even where do you even go to find how do you begin that conversation <laughs> Uh, it's a weird conversation. Definitely communication is, is an absolute must. I mean, it should be in vanilla relationships a lot more than it actually is. And it's unfortunate that it's not. I'm actually kind of surprised that the lack of just basic trust that there is in uh, some vanilla relationships. It's like, how the fuck is this? This is, this is like <laughs> putting gum in your gas tank and the motherfucker still runs. But... Uh, <laughs> The best yeah, but not way, for very long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best way, though, is just just communicate. Just like gauge how uh, the person is to you, comfortable-wise. You know, like see if y'all are at that point to start talking about it, or maybe, or maybe even joke about it a little bit at first, and then see if they <laughs> take that opportunity to talk about that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> oh man. Oh, the, the the question of how submissive are you? That's just that's just, that's just <laughs> okay. I can't tell you how many times that that particular question comes up when you're on a website or on, um, and it's not. Uh, there are. Um, it's just like any kind of social media platform where you get somebody who pops into your direct messages or you know whatever. It, it tends to be, uh, are you submissive and how submissive are you? And um, I'll get them every now and then on Instagram or something. And I used to get them on Twitter um, because when I was writing on there. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty online question, and it's it's kind of the rudest question. You could, I don't even know you. What do you 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 think I'm going to submit to a complete stranger? I don't. And I know that people play. The reason some of the physical meetups are good, people will play out just scenes mm -hmm. and interact in scene. And I I have heard about that. That is not something I've ever done and I'm, that's not something i'm i'm inclined to do so um uh yeah so we're starting at stage one you're you're having a conversation you're starting to talk about it what does um the the ds i mean how would you define if you're trying to talk about it honey i want <clears throat> you to to you, you just go out and buy a wooden paddle i want you to spank me i mean <laughs> <laughs> there are stages of this conversation. You have to be bold enough to just ask, you know, um, if you want to introduce it into a conversation um, or, or you have to, that communication thing and that trust thing, if you, what do you think, how important is the, the communication is, you're right, it's really important in every relationship, but how important, where does that trust fit in with the communication what does that look like for uh what should that look like it should <laughs> feel comfortable <laughs> i should be to where you are just easily just answer whatever question that you feel that just comes into your mind ideally that's that's the right kind of trust that you want somebody that you know that you can be comfortable with but to <clears throat> initiate and continue that conversation and just be like, well, hey, you know, we've we've been talking for a bit and things are getting kind of serious. So I'd, I'd like to know, like, what kind of the things 
bag you're into because I am a part of a specific community. And if you're curious about it, you know, we can talk, see what you'd like, try some things out, you know. So if you're down for it, let's let's have a conversation. <laughs> let's set some time aside and we'll just talk. And that's really how it needs to be. And I know it's awkward. <laughs> I know it can be difficult sometimes, but a need is a need. No yeah. matter how you look at it, no matter which way you paint it or turn it upside down, if it needs to be done, it's got to be. Or else, you know, it's, it's just stuff is just going to start going wrong. So it's just kind of building that confidence and rapport with this person that you're considering as a partner, but also, you know, like uh, nutting up or, or uh, squeezing the ovaries and just, you know, getting it, you know, just mm -hmm. putting it out there. So part of that conversation, I think, is um, really about, uh, I'm sure you've, you've had conversations with um, people on your different platforms where, you know, your audio really helped me reach orgasm. It really helped me get there in a way that I wasn't, you know, I couldn't this way or I couldn't that because I've had that conversation just around the um, the audio erotica that it has very been very healing and very um, they have found listeners have found something there that they couldn't find anywhere else. So if you're you're new and you begin to be curious about the the dominant submissive and the BDSM and and some of the things that you hear in the audio. Um, and you have, that's got to be part of the conversation is what pleases you, what you want in the bedroom. You have to be able to articulate that. That's really hard. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of jokes, you know, you see all the jokes out there all the time on different social medias about where the, where the pleasure zone is. I'm just going to say, and it, it's, the thing is, and I'm just going to say this for your listening audience, is what women don't know is that every woman is different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so if you don't give your man a map, it is kind of your fault because he doesn't know every woman is built different. Mm -hmm. What you like is different. And if you can't have that conversation with him, it's not his fault that he's not meeting that need. <laughs> it's like he's blind. He's yeah. driving blind. <laughs> he can try. He's going to try all the things if he really cares about you. But if he... He, you don't tell him how's he gonna know <laughs> and, and that's another part of it is too like if <clears throat> if somebody's not really all that self-confident and it's like almost impossible for them to talk about it kind of thing <clears throat> like i've <clears throat> i've been there and i understand that but like at the same time you know it's just i mean if <laughs> they're already seeing you naked <laughs> and they're inside you i mean like i mean if you're already at that point i mean you might as well just like scream Oh, that feels good or not, you know. Um, <laughs> <Give a little laughs> yeah, there's a little direction. Yeah, but like it's it's understandable, like I say, because there's 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 a lot of pressure on women to be, you know, perfect or look a certain way or do this or do that. And you know, there, there's pressure on guys too for certain things, but you know, it's kind of just like uh don't be a bitch or don't show your emotion or anything like that. It's there there are some serious problems, but there seems to be like a lot more that women have to deal with uh, image-wise and, uh, you know, upkeep and, and this and that and all this other, you know, bullshit that's shoved down people's throats. 
So, like, I, I do understand that. But at the same time, like I said, there has to be a point where you just you just got to talk shit out. <laughs> you know, like, well, let, me, let me just ask you as a man, and so you can confirm this, because I've heard this from many men, that mm-hmm. although porn images and perfect women saturate <laughs> the airwaves, that most men don't have that expectation if you're a bodybuilder in the gym all the time and you see and that's what you that's your thing that muscle whatever that might be your thing but you understand the food and the five hours a day and all the content that goes into that because that's that's and that's part of your coupling but in general most people don't look like a porn star and most men are happy if their woman does not look like a porn star so could you just confirm that for any of your female listeners that that um that uh when you care about something somebody you don't need them to uh you know that that's part of the attraction (coughs) it's it's very true (laughs) (laughs) most guys don't give a shit they're just they're just fucking happy to be there like legitimately most motherfuckers are just happy to fucking be they don't don't care if your titties are big or if you're small you got nipples they're gonna fucking suck that's all that matters i'm telling you you got got pussy that tastes good all right like let's fucking get it Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. Do you like doing that? Because most women are afraid. They're like, no, he would never like that. Yeah, well, because vanilla women, I can't tell you how many questions I've had. Do they really like that? These are because I write romance. And that's one of the questions they've I got when I was um, uh when I was interviewing men about how women write romance, if they're writing it right. And some of the questions the women asked, wanted to ask the men were more about sex. They were like, do men really like that as much as they like it in romance books? So you can just confirm to your audience. That yes. <laughs> I, I sure. But first I did want to go back on the thing about uh, like uh, giving direction and stuff like that. Yeah. It's also important <laughs> to realize that if somebody is just genuinely shy, to also be patient with your woman or your man until they get to the point where they are comfortable with themselves so they can finally be comfortable with you to have that conversation or to get really fucking nasty and be a real dirty slut with you like they want to because there's, you know, things psychologically. Now, to answer your question, <laughs> I possibly... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, let me just... Uh, so you're f- sometimes your first you know time together isn't like a porn movie i mean I, <laughs> absolutely I, not <laughs> okay okay i you know we all have our ideal uh, anyways no, okay so and then the other question uh i don't remember what it was now but it was something yeah yeah the oral yeah i mean they're yeah, they're, they're actually like that there are guys that don't but then there are guys that me that eat pussy like they're starving and they just got drugged into a fucking all-you-can-eat buffet so yeah and we in general most of them will say they're not going to um that's part of that conversation what you like and what you don't like yeah yeah exactly the preferences and needs and wants and all and that. not every woman is going to be comfortable with that and that's okay too sometimes that's one of those things you have to work up to so um 
So you're getting to the sexy part and you want, um, or you're looking specifically for a dominant um, kind of character or somebody. What does dominant look like and what doesn't it look like? What is the difference between a dominate, somebody who is has a dominant personality and or in the bedroom or and a bully or a manipulator or a... Um, you know, a straight up, uh, what I can never remember the word narcissist. Mm. I, one word really does come to mind. And I, I literally just, just thought of it <laughs> while you were saying, um, respect, respect is a very, very huge, uh, divider between the two because with a manipulator, a narcissist, somebody who's just going to be a right cunt and take whatever they want and then fuck off, they're going to have very little respect. They'll play the game and do stuff like that, but they'll have very little consideration for your wants or if you feel good or they'll, they won't respond to you very often at all. Even they say, oh, I'm so interested in you. I love you. I love you and all this shit. And then you'll have somebody who's actually a real dominant personality who's not just going to bark orders, but they're going to talk to you about everything. They're going to be the one that makes you their priority. They, you know, they're going to be the one to never try to push you into doing something you're not comfortable with. And like I said, it, it always comes down to that one word is that it is respect because a real dominant that has a respect for who they're with is never going to do any of those fucking things. That some dude who's just playing the part to get something and then fuck off. It's, it's definitely that. So respect is, I, I love that. I love that you brought that up because um, it is, it's a big thing for me personally. Um, and I can, I know I've had some conversations. Um, I had one of my first boyfriends about 20 years ago. Um, he would uh, coax me into doing things that were a little bit challenging and made me a little bit uncomfortable and then mock me for doing it afterwards. And I did it to make him happy. I did it because it was, I, it wasn't necessary. I wasn't in the taboo. Oh, this, or it turned me on. I did it because I wanted to make him happy. And then he mocked me for doing it. And that set my respect meter really high. I had a, it, it changed because I was only 20 when it happened. Yeah. So it changed how I, I dealt with any kind of humiliation. And so I know that in your audios, you know, you use all the words and those words became taboo and awful words that I could not tolerate because I associated them with the lack of respect. So sometimes that line feels like it's blurred. However, um, I have learned since that in relationship and when you do care about somebody and they care about you, that um, you can play with words that are some maybe taboo words that aren't, that aren't, you know, you wouldn't say in front of your grandma um, and, <laughs> and still feel respected after. So could you talk about how that line works and um, yeah. just the communication of finding, you know, maybe I want in, in play, you can call me a slut, but if you call me that outside of play or if you use it in a different tone, where that, the difference sometimes it's just in a tone of voice it is such a very fine line and that gaslighting can come in right there well you told me to call you a slut come here you, you know <laughs> there are moments that you can that that manipulators can use that respect thing and turn it upside down on your head so you're like i don't 
I asked him for this. He says he's doing this, but I don't feel this. And I, but I like this in the bedroom, but I am not loving this right here in the grocery store right now when he's mad at me. So <laughs> can you just, is there, what would that look like? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I'll answer it in two parts because there is, obviously there's the manipulator side and we know they don't take any advantage they can, but then there is also the part you have, you have like two newbies or somebody who's experienced, but they got a kind of like a short temper. Patience for that is key because yes, they said they like that word and maybe they were too nervous to be specific, but you know, if they get upset instead of being like, well, you fucking told me, <laughs> you know, um, to go up to them and be like, well, we're working it out. You know, we're ironing out, ironing out the kinks. Ha ha. Funny pun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I and, yeah. And, and, it's just like, you know, all right, so I'll remember that, you know, and actually a lot of it is effort, man. A lot of it is effort. And that's the thing that pisses me off a lot about these these couples that I see that they're struggling because there's just a lack of effort in either one or both parties. And that's what it takes, a real relationship, more so a BDSM relationship because you're taking your partner into extremes and back out safely, especially as a dominant. And that effort must be there all the time. And as you know, normalization is a thing the more you do it the easier it becomes and the more natural it is so that is a huge key is being patient with one another it's not just the dominance duty to be patient in, uh patient in. <laughs> well, um it's it's both parties with themselves and with each other um and that is why it's it's very important to be calm and to be like okay you know, they're still figuring themselves out. So that's why I haven't got it right the very first time. So, you know, we'll keep practicing. We'll keep doing it, you know, just uh, to see it as a learning experience rather than like, oh, I fucked up or, oh, they don't know what they want or this or that. And the, uh, the second part is that you are taking somebody to those extremes. So when you have gotten to that point where you are comfortable enough with each other like that, it's, it's, being taken from being a taboo or something that is uh, triggering to that person. And it's giving the sub that control over it because they know <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt that the person that is taking them into that will stop whatever they're doing, no matter what. You know, if, if the very second they are not feeling comfortable, that they know that person will either immediately pull out and wrap them up, uh, either in their clothes or blankets or just an embrace, and just completely, mentally and physically, take them out of that situation and let them know that they're okay. There is always that safety. There is always that. So you're, the, a couple is, is, let me just set up the scenario. A couple is, you've had the conversation. We want to... Um, we're going to bring, I don't, it doesn't always have to be something painful. It could be just something different, maybe a blindfold or something or some kind of sensation yeah. play into the, into the, um, into the bedroom mm -hmm. and it's new and it's different. And, and we're going to be using that sensation play in all the erogenous zones. And I got to tell you the first time I saw wax, I was like freaking out, but apparently it's special wax and it's not as hot mm -hmm. and actually the taking off of it, it was the most erotic because I, 
I talk to somebody. Um, I ask questions all the time. <laughs> so, um, and especially if you're a new couple and if you've never done any kind of wax play, that's a really slow and careful thing. So anyways, you're taking it, you're, you're, you've decided as a couple to, um, share this experience. So one, you don't want to have any surprises mm -hmm. in something new like this. You want to have talked about it ahead of time. You want to have your safe words, which, mm -hmm. um, especially for something new like that have, and it doesn't, um, always have to be a, uh, you know, like pineapple or something. Um, it, it just has to be something, <laughs> a signal that you agreed upon, you know, cause, uh, it could be a hand tap. It could be, you know, whatever, uh, it just needs to be a signal that you agreed upon. So you've got, you've had the conversation, you've decided what you want to do and you know what those boundaries are. Um, uh, I get a lot of, what are your limits? Well, if you're new, you don't have any clue. If it's a plant, you're exploring sensation play. You don't know when the ice is going to get to be too much or the, <laughs> the wax is going to get, be, the warmth is going to be, get to be too much or when it feels too intimate or too exposed or too scared. You don't know until you've done it. So that's one reason why that safe word is really important there, mm -hmm. because if you've never gone there, you're not going to have any clue what your limit is. Um, there are, I do want to recommend though, some pretty basic knowing some the hard limits the difference between soft and hard limits because mm -hmm. when you're exploring and trying to meet somebody that that's a question that comes up and i had somebody said well well what about um and he was he was trying to get me to think about what limits look like and it was one of these um online he's like what if i tied you up and put you in a room and release rats into the room you do have limits <laughs> well i never even occurred to me but for him he, the no limits thing for him he literally had psychological play was a thing for him so he literally had no limits in that way i think death was his limit i you know Jeez. so having you know um that not everybody if you're gonna start into that and knowing what your hard limits are are important um like the the water sports and the body fluids and all of that is that something you want to explore i'm not going to yuck yum or is it you know if that's your thing it's not mine but then for women because our pleasure zone and for men too our pleasure zone is the same our, is our toilet zone you know <laughs> <laughs> So hard limits are important. Um, usually uh, that kids, you know, pain or whatever, or uh, um, not bringing kind of children. Do you have an age limit? If you're going to be a little girl, is there a certain age that makes you uncomfortable um, that maybe you don't want to go through uh, to, you, to regress to or to bring into your relationship? Is there, um, uh, what was another one? It's pets, anything legal. I don't know. You know, you know, literally, I'm just telling you, the online experience was really enlightening to me. There had been limits introduced that never even occurred to me. Like, I need to say this? I need to have this in my bio? I just assumed this was not a no-go. But, but if you are looking in areas where, uh, where, 
I had a friend tell me this for one reason, especially during the pandemic, um, there was a lot of online engagement. And I said, you know, when you first meet somebody and you have that first conversation, it's, and you're talking about kinks and limits and all that. And I said, it, it's like, I felt like it's walking into a room naked and, you know, <laughs> pointing out all the jiggly bits and then getting dressed and trying to have coffee and be friends. And he said, yes, but one reason why they have those sites and that conversation is because so many people have really developed a, a relationship and then not been able to get to the other side in the bedroom, get to the pleasure wow. side, get to the, to the compatibility side in the bedroom. So they've given up normal trying to find, you know, coffee and, fr and, and do we have normal things in common? Because the, the things that they really want, the kinks and things that really make them feel alive and bring them pleasure are so, have been so unattainable. So it is important to know kind of the, uh, you know, if you're going to go there online or go there in a community where other people gather, because, you know, dominant men are not easy to find in the United States. And, and I got it. You're all, you're all hiding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you, it's becoming more popular, I guess, but um, it, uh, men who are willing to spank women, that's not something you do. How do you, <laughs> if you like that and you want that from somebody, or if you want somebody to be bossy, that's that's kind of you know you're hard to find i just gotta tell you <laughs> i i i have kind of noticed that especially in you know like uh certain <coughs> oh excuse me certain culture <laughs> uh, there's a reason especially with cancel culture and stuff like that and there's a bunch of things mixing up and and causing issues for people who just <laughs> just want to be themselves you know <laughs> like i i've i've had friends uh what do you call it? Uh, you know, DS uh, couple friends, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I, I go out in public, and maybe he, uh, you know, he manhandles me a bit." And you know, I actually had this one woman come up and be like, "Oh my gosh, like I can't believe you're letting him do that. Like fight, you know, like this. You're you should you, you deserve better." But just because they don't Why understand, are you letting him talk to you that way? Why are you letting him lower his voice and get really scary? I don't. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then people see you like a doormat. Yeah, <laughs> it can be. And because a lot of times it's because you've already discussed that in your relation, you should always discuss what that's going to look like, you know? And it's also not anybody else's business either. So <laughs> it's not, but they do think it is. They want to, you know, if you're multiple partners or however your relationships end up looking, everybody wants to, feels like they should get to comment. So. So I, I did get, I wanted to talk about, okay, safe words are important, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually just about to, to get back to that. The, uh, the thing is too, and it's, it's something that some people, uh, oh gosh, ticks are hard. Uh, um, it's something that some people don't realize is, is the goal is not to get them close to their limit or to get them to use their safe word, but it is, it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, like break <laughs> break the glass for emergencies only kind of thing like you know it's you're not meant to like immediately try to just go ham in the paint as hard as you fucking can and you know <laughs> i'm going to break you yeah 
Eric, you know, like the, the best thing to do is to like, you know, get passionate with it, try a couple of things and get, you know, and just try it. And that way, then afterward, and you guys talk, and there must be aftercare every time. There has to be, period. There just needs to be. Even if it was a light session, have a little bit of cuddling. Have a bullshit chat. Laugh at whatever fucking sounds happen because bodily fluids are being exchanged. You know, just take that time with your partner. I mean, they're supposed to be your significant other. And treat them that way, you know? Um, Should that be a red flag if somebody's like, nope, I gotta go? And doesn't want to have that after conversation or, or, you know, or says you're just so needy, I'll get back to, or whatever. I mean, is that, uh, um, what does, <laughs> I, it would be a red flag for me. Yeah, but, no, a, lot uh, of, a lot of the times it is, but sometimes it's like poorly matched people, like poorly matched couples. So there could be, uh. A dom that doesn't like a lot of touch, and there are subs. There are subs out there that do not like a lot of touch. They just this, you know, certain sensory things. Like after they fuck, then they just want to be left alone. So, in, in some cases, it is just that, but a lot of the times, <laughs> it's a, it's a motherfucker just ejaculating and evacuating, just being a dick. <laughs> So have that conversation, I guess, beforehand. That should be part of what is your aftercare? What do you like after? Do you like cuddling? Do you like a lot of touching? Do you like a lot of, um, how do you like to be after? Do you want me to just get up and make coffee? I mean, uh, you know, and we'll sit and talk and then we'll watch the Netflix. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> haven't, that's why, um, one thing I have noticed in the difference between BDSM, because there can be dangerous things, because there can mm -hmm. be things that mess with your mind, yeah. that that is one reason why the conversation and the trust is so essential is mm -hmm. because if you're going to go there, you have to be able to talk about it. You have to set, you know, expectations and boundaries. I, um, and sometimes I just want to mention that if you don't say your expectations, your partner's not going to know. <laughs> it, it seems like a really basic thing, but the thing is that every house, every person has rules that they never think to tell anybody. Like when you walk in the door, do you take your shoes off or do you leave them on? Yeah. when you, um, you know, how you put the dishes away. So those are just household rules. So you've got sex rules too. Mm -hmm. Who's going to lay in the wet spot? I don't know. Do you get up and take a shower immediately <laughs> afterwards? It, it there, there are things that people don't think about talking about that really should be a part of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A thousand percent. It's <clears throat> what it always, what it always falls back to is communication, respect, and effort every single time like any any individual aspect or trait of a relationship will fall into one of those three and ideally if it's a healthy relationship all of those but um it's like i said it's something that needs to be talked about beforehand and you need to uh try to do your best even even if you're not that great at like picking up cues you know social cues to at least attempt to because you'll end up helping yourself and your partner and paying attention is one of the biggest things because this is something that people don't realize is that <clears throat> especially if you're going rather hard and you don't know if they had past trauma or they don't know if it's going to come up or not. Sometimes a safe word is just not going to cut it 
because sometimes they will go nonverbal and completely, completely silent and, you know, either really tense or still or something like that. And it's important to pay attention to how they're acting because, oh, shit, somebody's really stiff and, uh, you know, while, while, while I'm pounding away, that's not normal. So, you know, paying attention to the smallest things and checking in is just as important as having that safe word there as an emergency thing. The attention is key for that. And also, on that same note, <clears throat> is that uh, some of the specific requests of kings or maybe just things that they would like to have done, you know, the humiliation or whatever, or anything like that, or the pain, it can be therapeutic to one or both people in that relationship because maybe something did happen to them in the past and they're recreating that situation in a safe environment with somebody they know they can trust as a way to get through it and regain that control have a uh, reclamation of their uh, confidence of themselves you know reclamation of their mind and uh, you know probably for a lot more people than i even realize it's therapeutic um so that's also something to, to take into account, not just sexually, but uh, in everyday life as well. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a friend who's like, you know, the, all the things you want from a vanilla relationship are all the things you really want in a BDSM relationship, but you're not getting in vanilla. Yeah. It tends to be you want connection, you want communication, you want trust you want intimacy and those are all vanilla things, right? Those are not, <laughs> but sometimes we're not getting them. And then when you turn up the dial in some of these, like you're saying the therapeutic moments, the reliving of the, the maybe um, you're living out a scene where there's more force or it feel, you know, but um, that that can be therapeutic, um, but you should stop and set boundaries. You should talk about it. And that's part of the therapy of having, somebody you can trust enough and be intimate enough who's willing to see all your your broken bits and not judge them and not be reactionary to them and go slow with you and that's part of the therapy part of that and if you don't have a partner like that then that's not the right partner to be doing that with <laughs> if you don't if you don't have a partner who's paying attention to your responses, who's not seeing you, who's not um, hearing what you say, then maybe that's not the right partner for you. Um, I was married for a long time and I used to, I've told the story 10 million times. I was going to say, I'm not going to tell it because it was so out me. Um, but <laughs> it's just sometimes you ask for something specifically and your partner brings you something else. And you're like, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I don't know why I keep getting that. And that's because you're mismatched. If your partner keeps doing that, that's because they can't, that's all they have in there. They don't have what you're looking for. Yeah. It's, it's time to have the conversation about finding a new partner. If you have asked several times for something specific and your partner keeps attempting to give it to you, and it never looks like what you want, then that relationship, ladies, I'm telling you, yeah, it's you not going to change. <clears throat> you can't fix them and you can't change them. Stop it. 
just stop it. Get some help, please. <laughs> it's never because nobody's going to change anything. If they don't see a problem, then in their mind, there's no problem to fix. So why bother changing? It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not as much. And you can love them all in the world, but if they're not giving you the thing that you need, there is, it's the wrong partner. You should be friends. Um, what does, what does, so I've heard words like 24 seven and total power exchange and, uh, or, you know, in the bedroom only, or what do, what do those words mean? What does a full time, you know, uh, what does a DS, what are the different ways a dominant submissive relationship can look like? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I guess those are some pretty big ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know too, too much about like, you know, TPE, the total power exchange thing. Uh, just, just from hearsay that I've heard from like friends or passerbys or clients. Um, so I won't try to like assume, but I'll just uh, reiterate what I was told. Um, because, you know, they, they were a part of that. They were interested in it. Um, so with a total power exchange, basically whoever is the dom make all the choices, the financial choices, lifestyle choices, where they're going to move, where they're going to live. Uh, when, I mean, in, even in some, like, I mean, it's already extreme, but <laughs> even in further extreme cases, sometimes uh, the sub will need permission to relieve themselves shall we say, and it's a part of the agreed-upon dynamic. It is, in every sense of the word, a total power exchange where they just get to be themselves and exist and be happy, and that is literally the only worry in their entire mind. That is it. And the dominant is in charge of every responsibility, every single last one. Um, and uh, a little bit that I know about 24-7 is just basically, you know, uh, <laughs> TPE light, I guess. Um, where you know, where the dominant submissive, you know, that role is kind of all the thing. So, like, don't make the restaurant decisions, or uh, what you know, this is this is the best car for like what we need right now, and uh, and stuff like that. Like, they they lead full time instead of it just being like, huh, huh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this to you. Wow, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically like that. But um, beyond that, I, I don't have too much uh, information into it. So is there a difference between uh, healthy? I mean, is there i I've not been able to find any. Is there like a direct difference between healthy and unhealthy? What are some things that the, you know, health, in the gaslit manipulated relationship you're in a relationship and you're finding yourself what are there specific things you should look for in a um uh in that or is it yeah what specific things can you think of that mm. we, you would look for in a relationship that is not go not healthy that is looking really negative i think we talked about some already but i just want to mm. touch on it again to make sure we catch everything because it um i hear I hear the term fake dom, fake sub, you know, fake all this other stuff or guys that are just in it to get off or, or, mm -hmm. you know, who are just there and girls who are curious. Sometimes, I don't know. I, I know that I sometimes will just stay in a relationship because you don't want to be alone. And, um, 
and this filled one area of our need or this filled another area of our need and we just you know it's too scary out there to go and so we'll put up with other stuff but um what are some red flags of a really unhealthy relationship that could be damaging if you don't get out soon well that that is that is also unhealthy just like staying with somebody for a few things because then it's you know it's just hurting whoever's staying kind of thing but uh one of the one of the main things is and this is a little bit difficult to discern sometimes because there's a decent amount of subs who um uh what do you call it who who suffer from depression so this is going to be kind of a more difficult one to discern for them is it thinking that you are wrong all the time no matter what you say and for somebody with depression of course you know i mean the you know, you're hating on yourself. You don't think you can do anything Depression right. Depression and anxiety, yeah. You yeah. always feel like you're wrong or you always feel guilty for something you didn't, you know, so you yeah. don't know. <laughs> but one thing that helps with the discerning factor of that is are they being like, no, no, honey, it's not your fault. You know, like, what are you talking about? This is, this is totally fine. Don't worry about it. Are they going to be reassuring or are they trying to enforce those intrusive thoughts to continue to develop are they going to be like yeah of course you know of course you fucked up or like why wouldn't you know uh why weren't you thinking or, or this or that or, or you know like look what you made me do which is a big one you know like that that oh, is look yeah. what you made me do if yeah. somebody ever says that to you leave yeah, <laughs> um and it's it's, I don't want to punish you, but you're making me do it. I don't, you know, unless yeah. that is part of your dynamic and you've set that up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> don't make me do this to you. It's it's just, a very, very huge, bright, flashing red flag for that. But, <laughs> but there's also, um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> um, but that, like I said, that is a very huge thing. So if they're trying to reassure you, as opposed to reinforce that negative thought that that's a, that's a big difference uh and to be able to discern that but <clears throat> also making sure that uh your needs are met instead of trying to get you to think that you know like like i say you know why'd you make me do this or why um uh why aren't you doing this right or like being able to step back is the most important thing. Instead of just believing them outright, the most difficult thing to do is actually to take a step back and objectively look at what the hell is going on. <laughs> and the reason that it is so hard is because, unfortunately, these bastards are clever enough to be nice for a good while, get whoever their sub is to trust them, and then slowly start souring, slowly start getting worse and worse. But really, they're not getting worse and worse. They're becoming how they really are. You know, like that. Relaxing into the relationship. Yeah. Exactly. And being able to get away with their horrible behavior. And that's what makes it so hard for a lot of people to leave because they, they, they fell in love with who that person was portraying, who they were. And they're hoping that there's anything that they can do to get that back. But. It was all fake. It was all That's, fake. They're hoping there's anything they can do to get that back. Is it the submissives or, you know, the, it, you know, abuse can go both ways, but um, is it the other person's responsibility to get that back? No. Is there a conversation? I mean, is there a line there? Because I know that women will 
sometimes we can get caught in to, you know, twisted in upside down, trying to fix whatever it was we did wrong along the way, especially if you're anxious or you tend to be a little bit of a people pleaser, which a lot of submissive women do. You like pleasing people. It makes you happy to make somebody else pleased. And so you're no longer pleasing them. So obviously you must be doing something wrong, right? I mean, what? <laughs> there is a, uh, I think that's where that communication and trust comes in so mm. important if they're not hearing you and and if if they're saying all the time you're not doing it right anymore or they're just backing off or they're getting cold or they're getting distance and all they just want is sex in the bedroom and go you know do your thing you know what are I don't know. Does, am I making any sense? <laughs> oh, you are. You are. And am I shoving another... all the, too much in one sock? I don't know. No, <laughs> no you're good. You're good. Right. One of the one of the main things actually that you that you just brought up is uh, casting blame. Instead of saying this is your fault or it's mine or like you always blame me or anything like that, why are they not saying what went wrong and how can we fix it? That is, yeah. that is another huge fucking thing. Because if they really care, again, it goes back to effort. Are they going to do whatever they can to make sure that it works? And that is that is the very, very huge thing. And it is absolutely not, <clears throat> it is not uh, the sub's duty to try to get that person to act right. It, I mean, <laughs> they're a fucking adult. And on top of that, uh, they're supposed to be the dominant. They're supposed to be the one with... The self-discipline, the one who is in the lead and control and stuff like that. So, I mean, if they don't even have the self-discipline to just not be an asshole, then they have no right to be a dominant because they don't have the patience that it requires, especially for littles and uh, service subs. And, man, I just, I, fuck, man, I, it, it fucks me up so bad the stories that I hear specifically about service subs out of all of this, because they've poured in to the relationship and just keep taking the hit after hit after hit because they're just the purest form of, I just want to make you happy. And it, it fucking breaks my heart, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they just keep pouring in and they can't make the other person happy anymore yeah. because the other person wasn't happy to begin with. Yeah. Um. Uh, we talked about that. I wanted to. You said something, and I lost it. Oh, the character traits. You mm. named them. I. We talked in a different podcast. And you were like, I don't know. You just are. No, but <laughs> the self control and the patience and the attentiveness, the paying attention, the watching for cues, um, the focus. Uh, those are all really good signs of a good dominant oh and that was the other thing i saw it on tiktok of all things mm -hmm. is somebody asked somebody an older guy what are the signs of a good dominant and he's like well if he's an asshole he's not a good dominant if he's not a good person in general then yeah. he's probably not going to be a good person in the bedroom. Exactly. If he's not, if he beats his dog and, you know, can't oh. take care of his car, oh. he's probably not going to be Mr. Magic when you get in, <laughs> you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, also, empty promises, man. 
I like, nah, you get the fuck out. As soon as you had like a few of those, you know, even if they're small, like empty promises, that, that motherfucker ain't doing shit but talking. Is there like a list of he's not into youth type things that's switching? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't text you back. If he doesn't, you know, instead he would, but he doesn't. And if he's constantly falling asleep because he's, you know, um, I don't, when he says he's going to do something, if he doesn't follow through on things, if he doesn't, um, uh, do the little things like call you every day. If you're not living together, you know, touch bases every day. I think that should be like a warning, especially, <clears throat> I don't know, but, uh, Submissives tend to be a little bit more needy in that way. We, we and like that's okay. that. That is totally okay. And if they're not doing that, then they must not be into you very much. That's not your fault that you're needy. It's it's not. It's not their fault at all. It's it's the whole. It's it's part of the it's dynamic. The of the it's supposed to be sort of the good thing that the person likes about you. Actually. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the sub and the dom actually both want to be needed that's the whole thing is that doms want to leave they want to be that person that makes whoever they're with safe they want to be that home for that person i specifically <laughs> i should that 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 need to be needed and excited to to see in all of this stuff specifically is such a core important important part of it there is no sub who is too needy period just like there is no dom who is uh, too needy it's it's just finding your right level of intensity per person to match up right i wanted to talk a little bit about um sub drop and dom drop ah um, it's some of that, uh, unexpected kind of, um, afterplay. I know that, uh, sub drop can be, there are different things, especially when you're really emotional, but there can be different things. So, um, one thing I learned that is after, uh, an intense session, um, <laughs> <laughs> there might be physical reactions. Um, uh, I don't know where I read that actually, but, um, <clears throat> so, but I would imagine that there are both physical and emotional reactions after, which is why aftercare is so important. But do doms, what does what can sub drop and dom drop look like? What? Okay. Before I answer that, I will I will tag on another thing too. <clears throat> um, keeping in contact with whoever you're with, I. As you know, I'm I'm extremely busy, you know, working on the car, doing all the commissions that I have coming in daily, uh, keeping, well, <laughs> doing my best to keep up with posting, which I know I've been kind of struggling on with uh, the hub and YouTube, Instagram, occasionally TikTok and, and, uh, and stuff like that, and Patreon now, every Tuesday and Friday. I didn't and, know you were on TikTok. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it, it's kind of just recycled uh, from Instagram, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and even I, with all of that in my lack of sleep, I have time to message both of my best friends at least a couple of times a day. Uh, well, like all three, actually, all three of my fucking best friends, my, uh, my little sis and clients and a couple other people. So 
I mean, unless they have a, you know, like a regular conventional job and you're not allowed your phone for like eight or 12 hours, however you're working, you know, that's circumstantial. But if <laughs> it's days at a time that they're not, not messaging you and every, every other busy, like, person not just you know busy dom or busy man but every busy sub every career oriented or goal oriented person they will say it's if they're willing to make time they will every single time i mean there there's points where my best friends have needed me and i have uh i paused and i've cut off a commission completely andrew set it aside and called them to be there when they need it so it is it's like I said, it's about that effort, you know. I mean, if they're not at least willing to take the five seconds to message you, like, hey, it was a long day, glad to talk to you, then I mean, <laughs> but uh, but to touch on this up and Dom drop, it's I, I'm kind of surprised that I haven't experienced it, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I haven't because, uh, like, that well, man, the descriptions that I've got from both sub and Dom drop is just fucking awful, um, but. It's guilt. A lot of the times, it's that they feel guilty for, uh, either the sub feels guilty for being, you know, that messy, or they they really feel like a, a slut, but in a bad way. You know, they like they feel dirty or something like that. Um, and again, you know, there's there's different reasons for that. There's either <clears throat> uh, the way that they were brought up, or or things that have happened to them in the past, or any any numerous amount of things. And for doms, especially if you're uh, uh, sadistic, <laughs> um, you can feel bad for enjoying causing pain, even though you could be with a very high tolerance pain slot, that you will feel like a bad person for enjoying that, for, for liking that, for uh, participating, for wanting to take it potentially further in certain areas. And like I said, a lot of it has to do with guilt. And it's, it's fucked, man. Because, like I said, a lot of the stuff that people deal with, it was inflicted upon them by family or people that they were growing up with. And it wasn't their fault. This is nobody's fault for being different at all. And one of the things, and th there's no, there's no, like, magic words or anything that you can do immediately that is just going to snap somebody back into feeling okay it is a process and it is going to take a long fucking time and that's just something that people have to acknowledge and just accept as a fact like gravity and we have to breathe air and we have to eat it's just the way that it is because it is not something that they can help you know it's like my uh my Tourette's I can suppress for a while but you know, motherfuckers come hopping back. So it just takes that constant reassurance after every session, if it is that bad, or uh, every time it does happen, when it does pop up for both parties. And like I said, it's that reassurance, letting them know that it is okay to like these things and it is totally fine. Um, one thing that I can say specifically for uh, uh, the sadistic doms, who are struggling with <clears throat> a dom drop is that it doesn't make you a bad person to want to do that because you don't actually want to hurt them. It's the thrill of being able to reach into those darker parts of yourself and express them and have somebody not only accept but love 
every single last piece. It is not a bad thing and it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you somebody that is way more fucking trustworthy because you can take somebody to these limits and they want you to do that because you are the one that they chose. You are the one that they trust. And the same thing goes with the subs. They enjoy having you like that. They enjoy being the only one who has the blessing of being able to see you in your single most vulnerable, honest, real, raw state. It is all about that. It doesn't make you a slaughter. It doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you somebody who is far more trustworthy and beautiful than the average Joe. Very much. Wow, that was that was kind of hot. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um. Uh, I think we've touched on almost everything. Can you think of anything else to um to add? Um. Dan? I I guess I guess yeah. Um. Be like I said. Be be patient with your partner. Uh, but also understand that being patient with somebody who's going to put effort is different from tolerating bullshit. <laughs> somebody who's not. And you, like I said, you have to stay ever vigilant. And I know I agree. I already know what you're thinking. Well, it shouldn't have to be this way. Like, I shouldn't have to always be wary if somebody's going to be a fuckhead. And you're right. It shouldn't. But it's not a perfect world. So if you're doing everything you can to both doms and subs and switches and everybody, uh, everybody in between, if you're doing the best you can to help yourself, you will always come out in a better situation. It might not always be a good situation, but it's not going to be as terrible as it could have been had you not stayed vigilant or prepared or anything like that. I mean, life is always going to take effort. And it's going to be hard no matter what. So you might as well put in the effort to for something good. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's going to be difficult, it might as well be difficult for a good reason, for a good outcome, instead of it being hard. And then you're just, you know, letting yourself get fucked over, you know? Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, there is so much people always say will study and and look into it and i guess you know all the different toys or whatever you should um i saw somewhere you know a dom should always test them on himself or <laughs> you should test them before you play with them don't just play with something out of the package mm -hmm. um or right you know with the tag on take the tag off test it mm -hmm. get to know it that's always a good um you don't yeah what else there were a couple other little things for researching and whatever if you like being tied up that's something really serious um can be yeah. really dangerous you should always uh that's something you should take class on because there are veins in the body that you can constrict you can do permanent damage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? there are um there are sets that you know the the bondage sets and whatever that they usually uh oh i know somebody on another podcast that used to work in a shop and was really knowledgeable. They tend to be very knowledgeable. So going in the shop with their partner and asking questions about what is there um, and how to use it and which is, you know, the cheap 
cheap version and which is the version that is safer is is a really good idea mm-hmm. but um uh i would think that the biggest thing is is that communication you have to be able to talk about everything yes. you have to be real about everything you cannot as much as you want to please your partner by deceiving them and lying to them and telling them you like something you don't like or um, that you'll do something that you're really not sure you're capable of doing without letting them know where you are honestly stand in that you're Mm -hmm. doing both of you a, a disservice absolutely and um, so, yeah, the the communication is both the most beautiful thing about it and the scariest and hardest thing and the most important thing because, yeah. Um, let's see. I wanted to, I think we have touched on everything okay. that we have. Yeah. All right. There is okay. one, one extra thing I wanted to add as well. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Bravado has no good place at all. Okay. I'm just going to say, guys, guys, please, guys, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, guys, my guys. It doesn't work anyway. It, it's not helpful. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's really just as simple. Okay. I know you don't want to look like you're inexperienced, but hey, <laughs> if you're fucking mayor of Virgin Town, <laughs> you can't fucking just pretend like you're fucking what's his face, uh, Johnny Sins. Okay, you can't just be a master right off the bat. Nobody can. You think you think uh, they grabbed Neil Armstrong whenever he was six years old and be like, "All right, fly the ship, boy." No, <laughs> hell, no. just stop it, please. Okay ask questions and if you want to make it seem as old like you know you're you're doing like you kind of know what you're doing ask it sexually okay so if you're you know if you're touching around and stuff like that be like yeah baby you like that you know you like how daddy makes you feel and then move your hand around pay attention to their face pay attention to what their body is doing if she can't tell you ask the questions it helps exactly (laughs) because if if you don't know exactly where the clit is okay acting like you do is going to do nothing but ensure that they are not going to fucking get naked for you ever again after that okay and they're gonna fuck off and you're gonna get ghosted but if you just if you i mean you've you've already got the bravery to talk to this person you've already got them to get naked for you you've already initiated sex okay you've already done the hardest fucking part of it if you're brave enough to do that then you got to be brave enough to just ask how you can make them come. Okay, why why quit now? It's like it's like you're about to win the game and you've not used any of your resources and you're about to just like, you know, just get all the best in-game shit, right? And then you just slam the fucking uh, stick or the, or the mouse all the way to the right, straight off the cliff. And then you're just dead. You gotta redo it all. Like, why? You know what's going to happen whenever you figure out how to satisfy whatever partner you have, whether it's a, you know, uh, whatever kind of relationship, you know, LGBT, straight, whatever, is that they're going to want more. You're going to be doing yourself a service and theirs. You're going to be learning more. And if that relationship doesn't work out, then you will be more experienced for your next partner. Just, just, just 
be good to yourselves. You know, like I said, if you're brave enough to do all of that stuff to get them to that point, then please be brave enough to just talk and figure out how to satisfy each other. That is how you get more from each individual person. That is how you get more out of a relationship. That is how you grow. All you're doing is just making every other guy look bad. Stop it, please. Don't fake it till you make it. That doesn't work. <laughs> Not worth sex, it don't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You really can't. You can't. It doesn't. Oh, and it's not fun for anybody. It's it's uh, all the power and the beauty of it is in the honesty. Yes. And uh, you lose that, then you just might as well be alone with the toy. I don't know. Um <laughs> But also girls too, like don't be afraid to, to help guide a motherfucker. And that's the thing, yeah. being civil is a difficult part. So grab their hand and put it, start moving it in the motion that you like, and then that way you don't even have to talk. You don't even have to be verbal. You don't even have to be, hey, if you like that, you know, you can just move them where you need them to be. As for a guy, you know, with a penis, I mean, it's easy. You just put it in and you're having a great time. But it is, but I want to point out, I have talked to a lot of men that said women do not know how to do the BJ. So women, I just want to encourage you to ask the same way that you want your partner to ask you. Because it doesn't, not everybody guy, not every guy likes the porn, you know, polish the knob. Um, some of them don't. And you, 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 you need to ask the questions, find out what they like. And um, and he will love you for that. So exactly. <laughs> they don't, they, 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 he will love it. Some, some are more discerning, you know, everybody's different. So asking that and... Um, uh, yeah, and listening to him and taking his cues too is because mm -hmm. there's nothing like hearing somebody moan. Everybody says that the the point when you talk about the point, the videos they turn the man's moan down and you can never hear them. And all the women are like, we want to know we did it right. We want that yeah. feedback too. Yeah. So yeah, so ask the questions and um, have that conversation too. There's he's not going to hate you for that at all. <laughs> Absolutely not, because there are some guys who actually have a problem with, like, getting messy, you know? Not all guys like, you know, you just slobber all over the place. But there are guys who absolutely love it. The wetter, the better. They don't care what. They don't care if it's your wetness. They don't care if it's from your mouth or your sweat at all. But there are guys who are just, it kind of, you know, it's a bit much. And that's okay. It doesn't mean they're a pussy. They just have different preferences. But, yes, also... Uh, trying to get more confident with moaning. Like, you know, for the guys, I, just like we want to know that we're doing a good job, they also do as well, especially because there's also, just like us, a lot of pressure for them to do things a certain way or, to, you know, be right all the time. So just do, I mean, fucking go full fucking Donnie, you know? How do you do that? You know, what do we? All up in their fucking shit, all right? <laughs> like, you know, sound like fucking King Kong just busted his fucking pinky toe on the mountain. <laughs> I so want to ask if you make those. I don't want to know. <laughs> you go all high pitched in the middle. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like just if, say no. Just say no. <laughs> I I haven't yet. I, I haven't yet. But but if there it's was a, a partner, pick, baby, it's a pick. <laughs> 
if, if there was a party that I was really cool with and we're already bullshitting, you know, or we've like, you know, the both of us have had something to drink or whatever, and and we, we're just being all kinds of stupid, then I would absolutely do that. <laughs> oh, I did an episode. There was, oh, or I saw it or something, you know, dumb things you say after. Maybe it was a tweet thread. I don't know. It was really hilarious. But you should be able to have those moments where you laugh too and say the dumb things and have a partner who is going to laugh. Yes. And because laughter in bed is amazing. So, is. Um, absolutely. I mean, uh, like, wouldn't you like to get the question of like, okay, so so you can queef, but like, can I out of my penis? <laughs> or is that like, is it not a thing? <laughs> I just learned what queef was this year. So, anyways, oh. <laughs> I'm like, it's specific to that. I anyway, yeah, I. <laughs> I shouldn't be on this channel, but here I am. In <laughs> Favor for a friend. There you go. Okay. Um, have we have we covered it all now? I, I, I think we have so far, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that this has been, this has been BDSM DS Introduction with Sherpa the Handyman. Who are you on the, what's your other name on the hub? Uh, I think, yeah, the Daring Friend on the hub, yeah. Yeah, you have different names everywhere. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you have any questions, leave comments. He'll get back to you, I'm sure. Um, he, uh, yeah, send messages, leave <laughs> comments, and I hope that this answers some questions and, and fills in some gaps. And, uh, yeah. I don't got anything else to say. You? Yes. Well, I, I appreciate whoever has listened or listening. And remember, the best thing that you can do for yourself, other than just being you all the time to your fullest ability, is loving yourself, man. Because if you get to a point where you love yourself, then you can fully, absolutely love somebody else. You can absolutely have the best kind of relationship. Because then... You're so confident and you're so chill and calm about everything. You're not stressing. You're not worrying. So your mind's not clouded. Love yourself before you try loving somebody else. Yeah. There you go. That's good. That's good. Okay. Thank you guys and have a good evening. I'm going to say good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll cut it off there. I'll send you the... Um, yeah, I'll download this and then send you, I think I can put it in a, I have a service. I think I can put it in a YouTube for you ahead of time. Um, if I can't, I'll just send you the audio as an MP3. Is that what you can use? Yeah, actually that'll work just fine. Uh, then I can put like, you know, text at the beginning or the end of the video. I, I can do a whole bunch of editing if it's just the uh, the audio file. So Okay, I'll probably drop it into Drive because it'll be too big to send any yeah. other way and send you the link. That's probably what I'll do. And then you can, I'll, I'll take it off and edit the ending and the um, this chat out and some of the beginning and just... I won't edit anything in the middle. I'm not a cut and paste person. So, um, uh, <laughs> so if yeah. you want to do that, you can, but yeah. Okay. I think that's everything. I, that's, I think we covered everything in the notes. And if you have questions, I guess we could do it again. All right. This was awesome. I feel good about this, man. I think we're going to, I think we're going to help some people out. Okay. I hope so. I really do. I hope this, this is worth me putting my voice out there on the hub. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna end it. I'll talk to you later. Alrighty, I'll see you. Bye. <laughs> oh, lordy.